Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing all things Pro Bowl rosters. They've been announced, and it's all presented by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is wishing you the happiest of holidays. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code PFF to get a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25-time playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, Sam. This is your time to shine. This is why the Daily was created. It was because we would never talk about Pro Bowl snubs. We wouldn't pause our normal PFF NFL podcast cadence of previews and reviews to talk about Pro Bowl snubs. This is why the Daily was created, because we could sit here on a Monday night for a Tuesday recording for your instant reaction on the Pro Bowl. I know you have some thoughts. You have some thoughts every year. So let's have at it. The Pro Bowl has been announced. What are your thoughts on, first off, the snubs and just everywhere the NFL just got it wrong? Yeah, this started off as a Pro Bowl snubs article. Um, and then as I was writing, it, I was like, all right, we also need another category that's like a joke pick. <laughs> the, the What the hell is this guy doing in the Pro Bowl pick uh, off the bank of that? So I added those as well. But a couple of snubs I think are pretty bad. Garrett Bowles, who... You know, trust me, nobody is more surprised than me to be making the case for Garrett Bowles this season. But this season, the guy's been legit. Now, you've made the case before in the pod. I know that, you know, when they stopped calling holding, or stopped calling holding so uh, aggressively, Garrett Bowles suddenly gets a significant lot better. True. But he's also been a hell of a lot better across the board this season. Um, and, and I would stand with you on this. Despite my jokes about holding, Garrett Bowles deserves credit. He's been one of the best tackles in the league this year and a pr- classic case of didn't get the name value those first few years in the league, therefore you know, fighting an uphill battle for any sort of Pro Bowl spot this year. He hasn't given up a sack this season in like 600 snaps of pass blocking for a bunch of quarterbacks that don't exactly make your life easier as a tackle in Denver. Um, sticking in Denver, teammate Bryce Callahan has been one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL this season. He's like, he's one of the best slot guys in the NFL, but this year he's had to moonlight outside because Denver have had so many injuries at corner, and his numbers there are insane. Whether it's playing outside or inside, he's been incredible. He's allowed a pass rating of like 47. He's given up seven yards a catch. Now, some of that is depressed by playing in the slot, but as I say, a lot of that came outside as well. Um, and he's allowed like a total of 200 yards. The guys that went, the four selections to the AFC, have allowed an average of 500, so two and a half times the yardage that Bryce Callan has. So I think it's important, first of all, to, it, it's one thing to highlight snubs. The other part is to probably say, okay, who should he be in there over, just as you did with Bryce Callahan. Going back to Bowles, Eric Fisher of the Chiefs made it, Orlando Brown of the Ravens made it at tackle in the AFC as well as Laramie Tunzel. Tunzel's fine. I think Bowles over Fisher and Orlando Brown are the clear picks there, yeah? 
I think Fisher you can make a case for as well. I didn't put him on our team, but I I could see a case for Fisher. I don't think Brown deserves to be there as impressive as it's been for him to switch the to the left side and looked, you know, pretty good there. I mean, Bowles should be the first name on the AFC tackle list. Um, so you, in theory, dump any of those guys for him. But Brown is the guy that I would lose from the trio. The next one on your list here is a tricky one because it's DeForest Buckner of the Indianapolis Colts. And I think Buckner fits the bill for the guy that would normally make the Pro Bowl, right? He goes, he's already a decent name. He goes to the Indianapolis Colts. He's having the best year of his career. He was one of the biggest offseason signings. And the Colts are really good. So there's a lot of things adding up. However, the AFC has Chris Jones, Cameron Hayward, and Calais Campbell all listed as defensive tackles on their team. Therefore, it is a pretty loaded name when it comes to uh, team, when it comes to names, was there just no room for a DeForest Buckner? Yeah, I mean, so because of the Pro Bowl process is such a farce you can spot the teams that have a really good social media following and are really good at generating those clicks and those fan votes right they're generally speaking they're the teams that's like hey seven pro bowlers the most in the nfl it's because yeah because you had the most aggressive social media campaign and a bunch of people topped the voting at specific positions and whatever the check and balance is for that process in terms of players and coaches didn't care enough to boot some of those guys out right so the ravens are a good example because they have a bunch of guys in weird spots make the pro bowl Calais campbell's been a good player but i don't think you could put him there ahead of a guy like deforest buckner yet he gets this immediate advantage because of the system the other names that you've mentioned on here first off you know we're full disclosure we're recording during monday night football you know to, to make sure that you guys get this early on tuesday morning and jesse bates is out there making plays for the cincinnati bengals another guy uh, this feels like one of those Jesse Bates is one year away from being p- potentially yeah. a perennial pro bowler, but he just doesn't have the name value just yet. Having a fantastic season for also the lowly Bengals, but Bates deserves some recognition at safety in the AFC. You could make a very good case that he's been the best safety in the NFL this year. Um, and it, it even shows up in you know, conventional numbers. The guy's got, I think, three interceptions, 11 pass breakups. Like, he's been making more plays on the ball than any other safety in the NFL, playing that sort of deep-lying free safety position. He's been incredible, but he plays for the Bengals, so nobody cares, so he didn't get the votes. Man, there's some there's some other just – I'm going down the Pro Bowl list here. Matthew Judon making it for the Ravens at outside yeah. backer. Are the Ravens the team you're talking about with this incredible social media presence? Yeah, yeah. They're one of them. They're definitely one of the teams. They got a bunch of guys like that that went. One one more name I think that we have to mention in terms of a snub. Corey Lindsley, for me, when I was doing our team last week, was one of the easiest names to put on there. The gap between him and the next best center in the NFL is monstrous. It's like 10 PFF grading points. Um, he's allowed two pressures all season long. Two. Yeah, that's it. I mean, centers don't allow much pressure anyway, but two all season is insane he's i think been by far the best center in the nfl didn't even make it as one of two in the nfc all right what's that so those are your snubs what about the guys on the team that are grinding your gears right now sam have at it all right just let me run through a few right Frank Clark made the Pro Bowl. (laughs) Frank Clark is currently sitting as the 105th ranked edge rusher in the NFL in in terms of PFF grades. If you want to give him credit for playing time and, you know, massively reduce the number of guys on that list, you can get him to 53rd out of 62 players. Um, 
He's got a grade in the 50s. Let's say PFF grades don't know what they're talking about. Let's just look at pressure. His pressure rate is like 100 it's 91st out of 120 players he's just in nobody's world been a pro bowler and you can put uh jpp in the same category very similar in terms of pressure rate they're separated by like a tenth of a percentage point neither of those guys belong anywhere near the pro bowl this year those guys going purely off of name value in previous years with you know 10 sacks and and solid run defense those are both name value plays the most common name value play though is future Hall of Famer Marquise Pouncey, Pittsburgh Steelers center. Yes. We've discussed this plenty of times on the PFF NFL podcast in general. We don't hate Marquise Pouncey. We have no problem with Marquise Pouncey. I think he's an average, he's a good, fine player. But he's the one name that not only do we actually get a lot of pushback on this too from people saying, no, Marquise Pouncey is a great player. There's so many people who believe he's a great player and it just never shows up in our stats. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's egregious, but he is on a path. Has he never has he ever not made the Pro Bowl at this point? He is on a path to be like Dermani Dawson and you know the all of the great yeah. Steelers centers in history and becoming a future Hall of Famer because he's a Pro Bowler every single year. Which always makes me wonder how many times that's already happened. Like how many guys are sitting in the Pro or in the Hall of Fame right now? based off a career that replicates Marquise Pouncey's, right? Where the whole thing was preordained. Like, people decided he was great before they ever saw him set foot on the field. Then he got on the field, vote him to the Pro Bowl, and now you can't get rid of him, right? So every year, you look up Marquise Pouncey's in the Pro Bowl, and you check how many senders would you take ahead of him. And just in the AFC this year, you would easily get to 10. Like, Marquise Pouncey just doesn't belong in the Pro Bowl this year. Simple. Not even close. Um, Andres Pete, same thing. Another ridiculous offensive line selection. I'm starting to think that there are two Andres Peets in the NFL, and I haven't seen the good one yet. Um, and then the last name that I think we need to cover is Jamal Adams, right? Jamal Adams leading the Seahawks in pressures, sacks, incredible, but the guy has a coverage grade in the 40s, and safety still need to cover quite a lot. Adams is the one guy I might push back on and say, I get it. You know, there's for what he's asked to do, which is a lot of that stuff in and around the line of scrimmage, he is showing up and changing a lot of that Seattle defense. Andres Pete, man, his career has just flipped like Carson Wentz. Three really good grades to start his career, three poor grades, including this year for the Saints guard. So there's all sorts of Pro Bowl discussion that we can get into, but we're keeping it tight here on the PFF Daily. Let us know. What do you think? Biggest snubs, guys that just either should have been on the team, shouldn't have been on the team. Let us know. Pro Bowl rosters are out there. It's the PFF NFL Daily. PFF NFL Daily.